essentially what we're going to talk about here today is a lot towards the mental health of athletes side of it and the perfectionism that goes along with it and I have my guest Izzy Sullivan who has the podcast Girl Talk with Izzy Sullivan it's on Spotify and I'm going to talk a little bit with her about mental health in athletes and uh, perfectionism in athletes and I'll have her share a little bit about her story and a little bit about my story as well. So Izzy, I know that you just had ACL surgery. So what was that like for you? Um, I would say that was the hardest thing I've had to go through in my soccer career. Physically, it sucked, but mentally it was awful. I've experienced a lot of mental health issues within soccer throughout my career, just bumps in the road, whether it was playing time or not making a team or um, the college soccer process. But uh, tearing my ACL was really a test for me mentally and going through it right now, but I am going to come out on the other side, but it is really tough. And it's something that I hope, hope none of you guys have to go through because it really does suck. It's just the aspect of not being able to do anything every day, especially something that you love so much. And I was three quarters through my season when it happened and we were just making it to playoffs and sitting out and watching my team play was so difficult for me not being able to run or train or anything like that it just it stinks so that's definitely one of the hardest things that I've had to go through mentally so far yeah my mom just had ACL surgery so I can kind of like connect that because my mom's a super active person like she has a peloton she loves her peloton but she just can't do anything yeah, it's to sit around and she keeps trying to like clean the house and I'm like mom you gotta sit down yeah it's so you really much- can't do anything I know and it's like I see like the mental side of that it's got to be so tough because like just not being able to like do your life not being able to live your life in the way that you normally live it is so hard and I've been through like things here and there like I've had my own injuries not as serious as an ACL tear, but like sitting on the sidelines and having to watch your team play without you and stuff like that is so difficult because all you want to do is be supportive of your team and feel like you're committed. And it's like that mental aspect of it is like you don't feel like you're committed when you're injured because you can't play, like you can't be a part of the team and you really have to like step back and think about like you're still part of the team you can still cheer them on you can still contribute to the team you're just injured and it's really hard to like differentiate that sort of mental um battle yeah I totally agree and I'm sorry about your mom that's not fun um I hope you guys are taking good care of her my roommates were literally like my nurses but also another thing that I was gonna say that a lot of people don't realize it's so hard having people come up to you and be like, you got this. Uh, or like, you'll come out even stronger in my head. I'm just like, shut up. <laughs> like, You have no idea what it's like. Or people being like, I get it. I get what you're going through. And I'm just like, no, you don't. You actually don't. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like, a, it's a very lonely feeling. No matter how many people are supporting you and around you, it's a really lonely feeling. Definitely. And like, even in other like aspects of like, athletics and sports and stuff like when you're upset like I'm a swimmer so like I'll get upset about a race and people are trying to come and comfort me and tell me that like oh it's okay like you don't have to worry about it like 
just do better the next race like give it your all the next race and you're just like shut up you're just like shut up you have no idea what it's like and you have no idea like how annoyed with myself I am and you're not helping yeah it really is something that you feel like you're going through on your own but I would say for people that are going through it right now or have had injuries in the past uh, one thing that's helped me is I in my journal I've been writing down every little progression that I've had and it makes me feel so much better like I'll come back from physical therapy and I'll write for example I gotta put 10 pound plates on the deadlift bar today so I'll write that down even though it's something so little but I'm like I'm progressing every day and just writing it down and seeing it on paper makes me feel so much better about myself. Yeah, I definitely am a huge proponent of journaling. I haven't journaled in a really long time, but I used to and it helped me so much just kind of gather my thoughts together. And like when you put it down on a piece of paper, you kind of separate it from yourself. Right. And you look at it and it's almost as as if you're reading a narrative from a different person. Yeah, I love journaling. If you can be proud of that person, then you can be proud of yourself. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. I really like that. I do love journaling, and I think it's a really helpful tool. Um, Just like 10 minutes a day. I do it every day after I get out of the shower. I just journal my thoughts for the day. That's a very healthy habit. I truly need to pick up journaling again. And I have like 8 million journals that I can write in. I just like, I'm always worried about like my other schoolwork and stuff first. Yeah. And sometimes get to the point where I'm just so tired. I'm just like, I'm whooped. I'm going to bed. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I think it's like when I get out of the shower, sometimes I get out of the shower and I just want to sit in my bed for like 10 minutes and not get dressed or anything. Like I just want to just like chill because I'm just like exhausted from the day. So I'm like, you know what? I'll just, I'll just write during that time. Just sitting in my towel and writing until I'm ready to get up. Honestly, I do the same thing, but my just does I just sit like with like a face mask on. I'm just like, ah, oh, self-care. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about like the college process. Like I know I'm only a senior in high school, so like I don't really know about like the college uh, sports stuff because I'm not going to college for athletics. I'm just going for academics. So what was that like for you? So freshman year of high school, I think, is when the whole recruiting process started, which is young if you think about it. But um I faced so many rejections in the college soccer process. Before uh, playing at Skidmore, I was looking at Division One schools that were all pretty big, and some of them said that I could walk on. A lot of them said that I wasn't good enough to walk on. Um, some of them just stopped responding to emails. It's just a lot of rejection, and pushing through that and knowing that you're going to find your perfect place was so important for me and just knowing that like everything does happen for a reason and I'm getting rejected for a reason because I'm going to end up in a perfect place for me so that was really hard but then I finally found Skidmore which is where I play at now and I couldn't agree more that it is the perfect place for me and love my teammates love my coaches I think being a college athlete you have to have a very strong emotional mind because you can't let little things get to you. Um, Going to practice and something happens in practice, uh, bad practice, you can't let it get to you because you have a game this weekend and you have to go all out for your game. If you get 
than not the amount of playing time that you wanted in the game. You can't let it get to you because you have practice the next day and you have to show up with a smile on your face. It's just so many little things that you just have to stay strong about and through the entire season. You just have to stay strong and you have to be there for your teammates. You have to be a coachable player. And then off season, you have to train your butt off to get back for the season to start again. It's literally a 24 seven job. Um, And it's hard, but it's so rewarding. And I think if you want to be a college athlete, you have to think about all that stuff first because you really have to have a strong emotional mind. And even though it is tough, it is one of the most rewarding things. And I wouldn't change it. And even with the injury, I'm so excited to get back on the field in August. And I think that the injury is going to make it even more rewarding when I step on the field again. Yeah, I definitely think the like coming back from an injury is like one of the most rewarding things. Like this year I had a back injury. I had strained my back during swim season and I couldn't swim like the whole entire season. I had three weeks before sectionals and I ended up swimming in sectionals um, and got like fourth place out of the section and like the hundred back and my other races I got fifth place so it ended up being really rewarding because even though I had the back injury and I couldn't train that much like coming back from that and knowing that like okay wow like I can actually do something like this it's definitely a really rewarding feeling but sometimes as like perfectionists the cost is greater than the reward And that's why perfectionists sometimes avoid doing all that hard work and all of that, um, just putting in all that mental toughness because the little things do get to perfectionists and it's very hard for them not to. Like for me, for example, like I had, I used to have like bad practice after bad practice in lacrosse and I'm like, I don't even want to do this anymore because Like, I just kept having bad practices, and it was mostly because I couldn't come back from it. I couldn't come back from one bad practice and say, oh, oh, like, it's okay, you're going to do better tomorrow. I would instead beat myself up over the bad practice, and I would come back the next day, like, just after beating myself up and feeling down, and then the cycle just kind of continued. It was kind of this, like, domino effect, and that's what with perfectionists they kind of like feel like the cost is too much yeah it's like the little things literally eats you alive and I totally get that um I definitely see I wouldn't call myself a perfectionist but I could see some tendencies that I have in practices and games like I'll make a bad touch and I'll instantly look at my coaches and I'm like oh my god like try and examine their facial expressions and my teammates and everyone thinks I suck and I'm not going to play this weekend because that one bad touch and it'll go on and it'll snowball into bigger things and I'll miss the next shot and then I'll hit the crossbar and so many different things will spiral um and that's really hard to get out of it's like a routine and it's just you're stuck in it and it's so hard to get out of and I think if you're an athlete or even a person that has that mindset I would actually recommend sports psychology for that um when it comes to athletics I think that's really helpful and I did sports psychology in high school and one thing that stuck with me is um changing black and white words into gray words so black and white words are like can't never won't 
I suck, I'm bad into gray words that are like, I can do this, I will change this, um, I can talk to my coaches about this, and trying to get away from those black and white words and making it more into how can I not think this way and think more proactively. And that's where journaling comes into it. And yeah. and writing down. I also had my sports psychologist um, gave me an idea called the well. And it's in my journal that I brought to every practice. And it would be one list of things. And at the top, I wrote the well. And every time I did something good, I would write it down in the well. And um, it was a list of things that I did good in every practice and every game. And every time I would think poorly about myself and my performance, I would go back to the well and look at it. And I'd be like, wow, remember when I did that? Remember when I scored three goals in this game? Um, I can do that again. I'm, I'm a good player. I'm a great player. And I just need to remember that. So I yeah. think that's something that we can all try. Yeah, definitely the positive reinforcement is huge even in like just regular life, like with academics for me, like I'm such a perfectionist with academics. Like I work my butt off to make sure everything is perfect, but sometimes like I get the bad grades, like yeah. every now and then it's not where I want it to be. And instead of using those positive reinforcement tactics, sometimes I will beat myself up. But when in the times that I do use that kind of positive reinforcement and be like, okay, like, I'll try to see if I can retake this or like I'll just study a little bit more for the next test and stuff like that like just like that positive reinforcement just encouraging yourself to do a little bit better and like looking back on all the accomplishments that you have is definitely really important. Yeah, I totally agree the positive reinforcements and getting into the consistent mindset that nobody's perfect if everyone was perfect in the world and we always did everything perfect it would be such a boring world and everyone would be so bored with their lives like we would have nothing to strive for and that's the great thing about being imperfect is that you're always having something to strive for and goals to make and achieve which is makes life more exciting and getting up every day more exciting definitely and like those mistakes that you make like I've heard it so many times and it annoys me so much, but it is so true that like the mistakes we make are how we learn. My mom will say that to me and I will be like, okay, mom, like I get it. I've heard it a million times, like shut yeah. up. Oh my God. But deep down, like I know it's true. And that's the thing with like people talking to like people who are struggling and saying all of these like cliches, like, yeah, we know it's true. But sometimes that's not really what we need. And I feel like, especially like in athletics, like with coaches, they use those cliches all the time because like sometimes they don't really know what else to do. And um, there's a lot of pressure on athletes to always perform at their very best, even in practice. And I think that pressure gets to athletes very quickly because like you have a life outside of your sport, even if it's not that much of a life, like even if your sport takes up most of your life, like you still have a life outside of your sports and that kind of pressure will like permeate into your life. And it makes it really difficult to navigate when you just feel so like bogged down with so much pressure. It is a lot of pressure um, being an athlete and being a student. Um, 
so much pressure. I, this is like so embarrassing, but I get sick before almost every game because of how much pressure I'm under and how much stress I feel. I would feel not normal if I didn't get sick before a game. I'd be like, why am I, why am I okay right now? Why aren't I nervous? This is weird. Um, and it's just like part, it's, it's like part of my pregame routine now. <laughs> I'll just like go to the bathroom and throw up because I'm so nervous. And I'm like, this is not normal. Like, this is not healthy for athletes. Like, we're, we're playing a game for fun. And yet we're all filled with so much stress to the point where we're getting physically sick. It's like, how is that? There needs to be some sort of like, whether it starts in high school or even younger, there just needs to be something related to mental health and stress and pressure that lets us have fun when we play and not have so much stress around it. I want you to know that you're totally not alone this year before sectionals I was in the bathroom just absolutely vomiting like everywhere because I was so anxious and like at first I didn't even feel anxious and I'm like why am I so anxious like why am I so like not anxious like like what's going on like I'm not nervous like this isn't normal and I ended up getting myself so worked up to the point where I was throwing up and like I've heard people around like there's a girl on the cross country team at my school who was talking about it today that she gets sick before all of her races and like the weird thing is it's is it's becoming like normalized for athletes but it's not healthy at all no because obviously it's detrimental to your body before you compete in an event like you're dehydrated your body's weaker um it just affects you physically not only mentally but physically and like you said it's becoming normalized which is dangerous and it's it's not like there just needs to be more awareness around it and there's not yeah there definitely does need to be more awareness I totally agree because a lot of my like athletic careers have been destroyed because of those kinds of things and that amount of anxiety that I feel before I swim in my races or I play in a lacrosse game like that amount of anxiety is so debilitating that it makes it so difficult to perform and even want to be there like at some of my meets this year I was like the last thing I want to do is be here right now because I just felt so pressured to do my absolute best even though I was injured and I was I was still swimming like this is when I got back into swimming after my injury cleared up a little bit but I was still had the injury and I had a lot of people pushing me to swim through the injury and in the end it was really rewarding but I also think that's another super unhealthy thing to force athletes through their injuries yeah and playing through that kind of stuff it's it's hard and it's taxing on the body and it's just not healthy yeah that's why I think a lot of athletes quit and don't go through with playing in college and stuff is it's exhausting and I said before that college soccer is one of the most rewarding things that I've done but it's also the most exhausting thing that I've done and I get why a lot of people quit or don't play because it's so exhausting um it's like is all of the times that I get sick before games is the are the injuries the tears that I've cried, the amount of times that I felt worthless and not good enough, is that all worth it? And that's something that varies by each person, but I wish there was a way where it would be worth it for everyone and that the reward was so great or that the risks were not as much as they are. Yeah. Um, so I, definitely, it, 
I definitely feel like there should be a system put in place to like help us out a little bit like I feel like most athletes should be going to see like a sports psychologist but like not everybody has those kind of resources at their disposal so I mean it's difficult but it's definitely worth it to you know talk to someone and or just focus on your self-care as much as you possibly can because the system that's in place right now and I see it like in the news and stuff with like the NCAA like it's hard like it's a difficult system to be a part of yeah yeah it really is and I wish it wasn't I had a little change of mindset when I got injured but um I was looking at my goals that I wrote down for 2022 and one of my goals was a certain amount of goals and a certain amount of assists for the season and I wrote my goals for 2023 when it was December and I wrote um let your number of goals and number of assists not be something to achieve forget about that your new goal is to have fun this season and not take it for granted so this year sorry coach tenner i don't care about the goals that i score i don't care about the assists that i get i want to have fun and i want to help my team win and those are my new goals for this year and i think because of that i'm going to be a much better player and teammate yeah I mean, definitely, I mean, knowing Tenor, I think he'll be pretty supportive of that. <laughs> put a word in for you as well. I appreciate it. Like, listen, Izzy wants to have fun this year. <laughs> Please just let her have fun. <laughs> just let her have fun. No questions about it. Just let I think, her have fun. Yeah, I think focusing on having fun and enjoying every minute that you step on the field is going to lead to goals and assists and you winning games. And I think if everyone on my team have the mindset of let's enjoy this and let's not take it for granted and let's give it our all because we're not going to be playing again one day. One day it's going to be our last game ever. It could be today. So let's play like we have nothing to lose and play with heart. And I think that's what's going to lead to us winning next year. So yeah, change in mindset will help me be a better player individually. But I think it's a good mindset for most people to have. Oh, definitely. 100%. Well, thank you so much for coming on here. I really appreciate it. Um, I had so much fun talking to you and it's very nice to talk to someone that I can relate to and share it with the world because, I mean, that's our main goal is to share it with the world and help other people out. So thank you so much for joining me and I will see you all later.